Hello, it is Ryan, and we could all use an extra bright spot in our day, couldn't we? Just to make up for things like sitting in traffic, doing the dishes, counting your steps, you know, all the mundane stuff. That is why I'm such a big fan of Chumba Casino. Chumba Casino has all your favorite social casino style games that you can play for free anytime, anywhere with daily bonuses. That should brighten your day a little. Actually, a lot. So sign up now at ChumbaCasino.com. That's ChumbaCasino.com. No purchase necessary. VTW. Void. We're prohibited by law. See terms and conditions. 18 plus. Hello everyone, welcome to another episode of Sage Advice Radio. I am your host, Brandon Hauser, the Dream Teacher, coming to you live from Austin, Texas. Uh, Just for those of you that may not know, uh, I am a clinical and transpersonal hypnotherapist and psychic spiritual consultant. I've been doing this work for uh, well over 11 years now, Um, and it is something that is a very passionate passionate pursuit of mine, a passionate path, uh, something that I like to work in, but I also like to help build and help teach. Uh, So thank you all for being here with us today, past, present, and future listeners. Thank you to those in the future that have decided to tune in. So I wanted to talk a little bit before we get to our guest. I wanted to talk a little bit about transition. You know, we're about to change in season. Um, Astrologically speaking, we're going to move from Libra into Scorpio. And I think a lot of people, uh, especially that aren't Scorpios, have some preconceived notions of, of what that energy is and what those those people or experiences are like. I think a lot of people uh, fear these, these kind of moments um, because there is a lot of transformative effects that Scorpionic energy has. Um, on us and, you know, other beings, entities. Um, I think one of the most important things to remember about Scorpio and Scorpio energy is that transitions literally happen all the time. And Scorpio is just, they are one of those catalysts of transition. You know, they're here to usher in, um, at least here in, in the States, Scorpio time, all the leaves are falling on the trees and it's creating this blanket over the earth that kind of allows things to die off so that they can become rebirthed again in springtime. I even am pretty sure I've talked with a few clients who are located in other parts of the world, other hemispheres, um, and they even call this time of year for them, even though it's spring, they call it fall. So here in in the northern hemisphere, uh, we call it autumn. 
and fall, same thing, but uh, down in the southern hemisphere, they call their spring fall as well. I think it's because there are certain trees that kind of lose their leaves and, and get reborn. So I find it really interesting to see that, that commonality with this time of year. Now, one of the most uh, constant things that we can count on in life is, of course, death, uh, things that do die off. This is yet another transition, you know, that we will see and experience um, within our life and lifetime. Being okay with that space, um, being okay with the idea, with that concept, that's going to come in handy, I think, at any point in your life. At some point, we all have to face death. We all have to face a transition. Losing a part of ourselves usually happens as well. Being able to find that sense of stability, that deepest part um, of yourself that does remain constant, I believe, in my personal opinion, is that awareness of the soul. When you have this perspective, when you have that level or layer, I should say, of consciousness, of conscious awareness, enduring any kind of physical change it's going to be so much easier with this in mind. I think a lot of us, you know, we are creatures of habit. And I think a lot of us want to feel mostly in control, you know, of our life and what's going on within it. But sometimes there are those moments where things just happen. You know, we all experience the effects of gravity. Uh, it's not really escapable. Even if we're flying and taking off in planes or rocket ships or what have you, you know, we still feel and see the effects of gravity pulling on us. Therefore, being okay with some of these constants of life, I think is an essential goal for everyone. It should be an important process uh, for each individual to experience because we're not going to be able to get away from it. You know, we're not going to be able to trick it and hide um, we'll have to confront it at some point. And doing so beforehand, it does offer you a certain sense of preparation. Now, I'm not going to say that you're going to be fully prepared for any challenge that comes your way. But I will say that when you do have that soul consciousness, that soul awareness, essentially, you really are prepared for almost anything. Because you know, when you know the soul, you know that it doesn't just die off and disappear, that it does exist beyond the physical body. And when you can consciously tune into life in this way, my goodness, things certainly become a little bit easier. I remember when I had this shift in awareness for myself, I laughed. I sat there and I laughed. And I laughed at how simple life and the world uh, is and how simple it is at its core, and that we as humans, you know, we're the ones that come in and kind of shake things up. We make things more complicated. We are complicated beings. You know, we are multifaceted and live so many different perspectives of life, and arguably that's what makes life beautiful, all the different colors and flavors and uh, perspectives that we get to see. But at our core, you know, we all resonate the same. We all have a soul. 
We all have that same space within, and that's what connects all of us together. And so if you're going to remember anything at this time of year between this Libra into Scorpio transition, you know, remember that at our core, you know, we're all the same. We all bleed the same. We all have the same type of skeletons and bones, Um, same muscles, same cells that make us up. So anytime that you may fear a, a Scorpio energy, Uh, Just know that it's getting to the core, to the heart, to the truth of the matter and seeing, you know, in essence yourself or whatever's being looked at, at its base, at its foundation and seeing the truth that lies within. Well, speaking of truth, um, I want to segue over to our guest today. Um, We have Tarot and Oracle Reader uh, she's been doing tarot for about seven years, um, and I'm excited to learn uh, a little bit about her and share with you uh, all the things that she has to offer. So uh, let's go ahead and bring her on the air. Everyone, please welcome tarot reader Bianca. Hey there, Bianca. Are you there? Yep. Hi, y'all. What's hey. up? Hi. Thank you for being here. So uh, I want to... Uh, learn a little bit about you. So what is it uh, exactly that you do in the spiritual field? Well, like you said, I'm a tarot and oracle reader. I primarily, I uh, actually started doing divination with Spanish playing cards because one, I just, I just found them aesthetically pleasing. And two, they were easier to hide and explain away uh, to my parents because they're like a regular playing card deck. Right. right. Um, But I just find it funny because I grew up with like, you know, Pokemon and Yu-Gi-Oh and stuff like that. So I was always interested in trading card games and like, then I just graduated to tarot cards and um, <laughs> kind of back to trading card games. Like I play Hearthstone a lot. So if you're, if you're a Blizzard fan, I mean, maybe not right now with the shenanigans with China, but like, if you're, if you're a Blizzard fan, come play with me. <laughs> That's awesome. I like that crossover. Um, it seems obviously very fitting, you know, to go from one to the other. Um, Do you feel, let me ask you just a kind of theoretical question. Do you think you could use like um, any of these other game cards, like Pokemon cards or magic cards uh, to be able to give readings? Yeah. I haven't tried it myself, but I've seen, I've seen plenty of posts, especially around like Tumblr about it. And there was even on this one, blog i can't remember whether it was dedicated to like gaming specifically in the early 2000s because like there are some blogs that i found they're like you know y2k centric or 90 centric where they have um like median articles and stuff like that like ads and um, album covers and things from different artists Mm -hmm. but i saw a piece from some nintendo magazine or some pokemon related magazine where it talked about using Pokemon cards like tarot, like this is an actual, like legit, legit article and not just like, ooh, I want to try it because, right. you know, just because, like this is like an actual, like thing where they said like, oh, this means this and this means that. I'm like, okay. So I That's haven't personally cool. tried it myself, but I definitely would like experiment with Yu-Gi-Oh cards for sure because mm-hmm. I grew up, I knew how to play Yu-Gi-Oh. Okay. I never really had enough cards for, for an entire Pokemon deck. So I tried learning it as an adult and like, oh my God, it's just awful. <laughs> it's a lot. It really is a lot. It's, I remember thinking that so when I was much. a kid. I'm like, like, 
this is so chaotic. <laughs> yeah. Oh, chaotic is another is another trading card game, and I've oh, really there... <laughs> just done bringing that back as well. Like, listen, I'm in this. I'm like, I'm a I'm a geek, y'all. I'm <laughs> I'm weed trash. I love anime, love all that. Go to conventions. Again, hit me up. <laughs> <laughs> I love that. I love that you kind of have your own little, you know, your own niche. You you know what you like, and it's kind of like you said, graduated up into a a more spiritual approach in your connection. Although arguably, I would say that the 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 fun and the 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 flavor of getting into these other games, you know, there is a, a, a very creative and almost spiritual component because you invest a lot into it. You know, you try to go for the the best outcome, quote unquote. Um, yes. Which means like winning the game, right? These yeah, you got to believe in the heart of the card. There, right. There are legit moments where I'm like shuffling for a person and like they're in like a really bad emotional state and I'm like really, really concerned about how to phrase it. So I'm just like shuffling like heart of the cards, heart of the cards. It's a whole, it's a whole thing. <laughs> That's cool. I like it. I think it all kind of ties in together. Um, and you have to enjoy what you're doing, right? Like you can't, you can't throw yourself into something where it just feels tedious or, or straining or stressful. You know, you have to enjoy the essence of, of the work that you're doing. And in this case, exactly. you know, it is tarot work, right? Yeah, like you've got to do what sparks joy. I actually mm-hmm. recently got this beautiful deck that was gifted to me by my cousin because they knew how much I wanted this deck and they happened to get it on Kickstarter. The Dust to Onyx Tarot, created by, uh, I believe the artist's name is Courtney Alexander. And in the guidebook, the Vare Makeum, is just this beautiful hardcover book. And the cards initially started out as like multi, like mixed media. Um, individual art pieces and the deck mm-hmm. itself is like matte with like gold foiling and it has like texture on it. It's, it's an experience. I still have to like really, really begin to work with it. I haven't started my journey with it wholly just yet, but I think I'm going to use that as more of a personal deck quite possibly sure. rather okay. than for readings. I don't know yet. We'll see. You know, over the years, I've seen a, a, a massive increase in different styles of tarot decks and oracle decks and all sorts of cards coming out. What do you feel? Is there any kind of difference between like the the older versions of, of tarot versus all of these variations of new ones coming out? Do you feel like there's a difference um, in the way that they work? You know what's so interesting about that? So I'm taking this, well, really putting off taking, I'm a, I'm a, I'm a Sagittarius. I procrastinate a lot. I get really excited about things <laughs> and then I procrastinate a lot. <laughs> but there's this course that uh, Harvard offers through their uh, edX, was it edX program um, called Prediction X, where they talk about different types of divination. And they actually have a segment where they talk about tarot and they have like a video going into the Celtic cross and the um, professor who's discussing it uses a bunch of different types of decks and shows the difference between the art styles and the interpretations of the standard tarot um, as well as tarot versus um, oracle decks. There's actually this really funny meme 
where it's like Oracle and then Tarot. And like the for Oracle it's like, oh like you're you're going to learn a lot and you're gonna grow and da 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 and it has like Professor Trelawney from Harry Potter. And then for Tarot <laughs> It has um, Whoopi Goldberg as Oda Mae from Ghost, who I want to dress as for Halloween one year. <laughs> one day. One day it's going to happen. Um, and it says, you with danger, girl. <laughs> and it's so true because a lot of times I find myself working with Oracle decks because it helps me find – I'm very blunt. Like, if I'm talking to my friends, I will, like – I will show them no mercy because they know me. <laughs> but if I'm talking to strangers, especially who are like in a very, very delicate place, mm-hmm. then, you know, sometimes using Oracle decks because they're like more gentle and so on and so forth there, it helps me put the message across more gently when it comes to certain things, it's particularly love readings, pro tip, well, not necessarily pro tip, but like a common thing for those of you who aren't readers yourselves most psychics, whenever questions we get, most, for the most part, they're love readings and money readings, but usually love. Usually. A love is definitely a big one. I think, I find that interesting. It's something I've talked about recently. I feel like love is that, is that bridge into understanding the self beyond self. Do you know what I mean? Like it, yes. you understand your your deeper layers of yourself based on like feeling something for someone else. Really, essentially, aside from the love for your parents, love and intimate love and relationships are like one of the first moments where we recognize that we can feel something that exists outside of us, that we care for something almost as much or sometimes just as much or maybe even more than we care about, you know, our own selves. And so, it's essentially that exact same concept that allows for psychic, spiritual, intuitive uh, information to even be brought through. Because from what I've learned and come to understand, psychism really is an extreme form of like empathy or being empathic, and it's a, a high form of compassion. And so, I, and correct me if I'm wrong, because I want to learn a little bit more about it, with tarot you essentially have a relationship either with the deck itself or just with the tool in general, right? Like you've, oh, definitely. you've got some definitely. sense of symbiosis so, together. With tarot, how I was explaining it to someone, to an associate of mine who I know for several years before I, before I got into tarot, um, I refer to tarot kind of as like a spiritual Rorschach test almost, like, you know, an inkblot test. Basically, okay. they're like with a lot of inkblot tests, they're like common symbols that you know one might see that might float up first or just overall um, through the subconscious. And we each have our own personal associations with them depending on our age, our upbringing, our um, respective cultures around the world. Um, so I often talk about how several readers could have the same deck a lot of us do like for example i have the dorian virtue angel tarot it's a very popular deck a lot of her decks are really popular i'm glad that i got it secondhand because anyone just just you can google the scandal with dorian virtue i'm just glad that i got it secondhand i'll just leave it at that but (laughs) (laughs) but um someone could do like the exact same spread like say celtic cross or something like that or a three card spread have the exact same cards come out for the same question 
have different associations with the symbols, but all come to the same consensus about what it is the querent or client uh, is asking or needs to know. Because sometimes they might be asking a question, but some like, oh my gosh, when I first started reading with Spanish playing cards, of course, I was reading, I was testing with a friend of mine, and she would ask me li like literally every single night. <laughs> so I got plenty of practice every single night about this <laughs> one particular person. And it got to the point where it just like stopped answering her questions and it would just say either like complete nonsense that I couldn't piece together or it would just be really, really like aggro. Like you're going through this because this, and, and, and I'm like, well, they, they said what they said and you're just not listening. So the cards are pissed at you. <laughs> <laughs> and and for people who don't necessarily read or have relationships with cards, it, it may sound silly, but with tarot, especially um, that have like very, very detailed um, illustrations, it's all about picking out the symbols, like your base understanding of the symbols, as well as your own associations as you work with the deck. Like for example, oftentimes when I read, I'll be like, okay, this card, most often comes up in these kinds of readings. And usually this represents this aspect of someone's personality or a person in your life. Like this may have to do with like some sort of person that you need to like shed from your life or pay more attention to, you know, it's based on your associate, my associations with previous readings with individuals I've come into contact with, with individuals and situations that, um, have involved myself directly. Um, everyone has like different relationships with their deck, but that sort of helps them translate things in, I'm losing my train of thought, but that, that helps them translate things in different ways, sometimes better, sometimes yeah. worse. Well, of course, you know, this I think essentially is something that we've all come to, to learn and know is that every kind of, spiritual practitioner will say, you know, anybody that gives readings in whatever capacity, they all pull information differently, whether they use a tool, whether they use a psychic skill or strength. Um, it essentially comes into them in a different way. There may be, of course, similarities, and there are things that are kind of constants. You know, for example, like clairvoyance means that you get images, plain and simple. You know, and, um, But the way in which you get them might be different. Also the way that you communicate them is different. And so having that developed relationship with the skill is important. And it goes for any line of work, even let's take out, you know, any psychic or spiritual thing, even anybody, you know, doing basic work, like a car mechanic, they develop a relationship with the, the tools um, that they use to work on vehicles with, you know, they understand, okay, I like this tool the best because it, you know, does exactly what I need for this project mm -hmm. or this job. So it's essentially the same thing, in my opinion, where, you know, you're using something so frequently, you use it over and over again, that you just really get to understand it. And all of a sudden, you know, anytime the three of cups comes up, you're like, oh my gosh, yeah, this is going to be great. You know, this is going to be so much fun. Um, that actually just something... came up reverse in the reading it? I just did. It, <laughs> yeah, in the, in the reading that, that I was talking to you about before we came on, yeah, like it came up reverse. Mm -hmm. And then it's funny that you mentioned mechanics because my boyfriend used to be a mechanic as well. Hmm. 
Maybe would think yeah. I was psychic or something. I know. It's crazy, <laughs> just the connection. I, I, wow. And then even talking about the different Claire's, like there are actual memes, like talking about like, know your Claire's, like Claire audience, clairvoyance, clear audience, you know, easier sound. I get smells. Like, you know, they say like, okay. oh, uh, you know, when someone passes, you might like smell their perfume or their cologne mm-hmm. or, or cigars if they're, you know, a person who smokes cigars, what have you. I'll get mm-hmm. like impressions of smells or like I'll be around a person. I'm like, they smell wrong. And it's not like, it's not like coming from their skin. It's just like their physical right. in their general area. And I'm like, this person doesn't smell right. I don't mm-hmm. like this. And then I'll just like get like this weird like tension in my chest. I'm like, nope, nope, nope. I don't dig it. That's pretty cool though. I mean, that's like your intuition, right? That's your your gut instincts, the unconscious mind saying, hey, you know, something's going on. I don't perceive this in the best way. So you know, it kind of tells you. Mm. It turns it into a smell, maybe for you. Um, I like to call this. Um, well, I, I know it's either called, it differs based on who you ask, clairgustance or clairolfactory. Yeah, I heard it's called like or something like that. Mm-hmm. I don't know. It's, it has so many different names, um, but really it's just clear smelling. Um, and it's like, I know this may sound weird to those of you that haven't experienced this before, but it is like almost smelling something in your mind. It's the best way to put it. It's like, the physical sensation isn't really there, but your brain interprets it, and it's like, oh, I can definitely tell. And it's the same I mean, way. Like, Go ahead. Maybe in a way, it's like a form of um, God. What's what's the word when you can? <laughs> uh, there are some people who can like you know see sound. Oh, synesthesia. Like, like synesthesia. Maybe it's like a form of synesthesia that like I that I'm not diagnosed with or something. Who knows? Because, you know, there's people well who be. do paintings, like, oh, like, this is jazz, and, like, jazz is blue, or, like, oh, like, four is red, and then, like, someone else could be, like, no, four is purple, what are you talking about, you know, people have, like, different mm-hmm. associations with different, with different symbols, again, it goes back to that. <clears throat> it very well could be, I think there's so many things that we haven't been able to measure in the mind that happen you know, that we're still just getting to. And in my personal opinion, I feel like the more we evolve, which we continuously are, the more we're going to start looking into the mind, but also the emotions and how they affect our perception. We're going to look more at the observer, you know, that's here. That really is, you know, the consciousness itself. Um, They're already technically doing that. Uh, Whether it comes to retail, like I actually went to school for like retail, merchandising and product development, like fashion retail. And mm-hmm. we uh, studied like color theory. And that's like, when I, when we were studying it, I'm like, wait, this is basically color magic. Like how people would um, associate different colors with different, um, with like say the chakras, for example, or um, how red is a color of like passion and attraction and like yellow is a color of high energy. So like with the McDonald's logo, for example, boom, like, the golden mm-hmm. arches everyone wants to you know go there like whether mm-hmm. whether or not they whether or not they've had their food people are going to instinctively want to go there um victoria's mm-hmm. secret another great example you know the pink walls it's like very very it's a very soothing color because it reminds people subconsciously of being in the womb 
Mm-hmm. Um, goodness, what else? Uh, another lingerie shop, Frederick's of Hollywood. I was too young to be there in its heyday. Uh, but a friend of mine who is older than me, she told me that they um, often like sprayed things or sprayed the area with lavender and lavender mm-hmm. is like a very like soothing, calming, like welcoming scent, which is excellent mm-hmm. for attracting men. For those of you who, you know, are on that <laughs> path, just saying, just letting you know. It does work. I have a bag of it at my house and I love it, but hey. I use it for tea a lot. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> But it is like an intoxicating smell, I will say. It's it like always hits me like right in solar plexus and heart chakra. Like it always hits me there. So it makes my uh stomach like feel calmed and then my heart feels open. It's really strange how, how it does that. Mm-hmm. And especially if I put it in a tea, because I have like the lavender um little I don't know if they're like buds or what they are, but they're like the little tiny polyps uh, that come out. Yeah, yeah. And Man, it is potent but beautiful. That exactly. And that's what I love about that's what I love about tea. Like, I live in the south. Uh, I live in like Southwest Florida specifically, but like growing up in like a really small town, most of the people around here they drink like iced tea, like mm-hmm. which is basically just black tea. It's like basically black tea that was brewed and cooled, and and they just added a bunch of sugar to it. All you're tasting is like. <laughs> bitter water with a bunch of sugar added with to sugar. it. With <laughs> all it is. I don't understand the appeal. And then, like, when I ask for tea and, like, they don't have hot tea and, like, when I'm like, oh, like, I'm like, oh, what kind of tea do you have? And they're like, oh, sweet tea, no sweet tea. And I'm like, oh, okay. <laughs> like, when I, whenever I, or, or if there, if it is, like, a restaurant, like a, like a restaurant chain that, like, has hot tea as an option, it's like, mm-hmm one tea bag of constant comet which is like or just some other bitter black tea right like an earl gray or something (laughs) yes oh my gosh i actually just got this um earl gray creme by tivana um at my local Publix. i just had it for the first time and like i mixed it with this uh yogi tea uh egyptian licorice and it pairs so well and it smells delightful i you are tantalizing my senses i absolutely love tea and i'm trying to get it where i can grow like a bunch of fresh herbs to like have them uh lined up you know so i can add them i went to a friend's house when i did live in florida at the time and i came over and he had like this beautiful little tea set up and he just had a few little herbs and made something so incredibly simple like it was just uh, one in this in this pot in this teapot and it just it did something to me it, it it turned me into this whole new obsession of just loving i've i've always loved tea and i do uh guiltily love sweet tea but i love plain tea like the plainer and the more boring the more that i love it because you can feel the or, or really taste and notice all the different flavors and sensations with just you know that hint of of um herb whatever it is and then warm water it's like so simple and beautiful oh exactly. it, it really hits me at the core but so, no people have to like laden their tea with with sugar and honey and all well, this other stuff before actually like experiencing the tea itself just true. by itself first just 
Right. I think for t- like, add salt for taste, you know, like well not to tea. I don't know, maybe maybe that might work <laughs> because there there are teas that have black pepper and and clove and stuff. There are some That's teas true. that have like a hint of cayenne, you know, to help kick that cold. I, hey, mm-hmm. do what you like. <laughs> I make my own little brews when I'm feeling sick. Add like a little bit of curry powder, some onion powder, garlic powder, all the spice and just sip it. And usually like with some multivitamins. Emergency, I'm good to go the next day. <laughs> so it sounds like you've got a really good connection with a lot of these different, um, we'll say physical tools to be able to like get in touch to uh, stay with energy, have a holistic approach to health. What, how long have you kind of been aware of using stuff like these, this in your life? Well, I blame the Hex Girls from <laughs> Scooby-Doo and the Witch's Ghost. Um, yeah, we're e- we're Wiccans. That means we're eco-goths. That's not this. Oh, I'm like one sixteenth <laughs> Wiccan on my on my dad on my mom's side. Like, no. But um, yeah, what was interesting is Storm. She she uh, the lead singer of the Hex Girls. She was like very into like herbalism and stuff like that. Um, so like she was able to help clear her throat issues with different, like inhaling different herbs and stuff like that. But mm-hmm. um, I think just growing up, like watching a lot of fantasy movies, naturally they led me astray. Ooh. Um, <laughs> <laughs> and seeing people like, you know, put all these potions and concoctions together and just the idea of like taking something from the earth and, um, you know, using that, to make you feel make you feel better it just it's just so simple um i've always been interested in herbal remedies but uh, when i was like 14 we ended up going to one of my aunt's places and she happened to have a copy of hold on let me read it uh the complete burke book burke <laughs> book of incense oils and brews by scott cunningham and i thought it was just like i had no idea that it was like a magical cookbook until mm-hmm. I started flipping through it. So I thought I was going to have, like, this whole journey, like, this mo- like again, I watched a lot of movies. I thought I was going to have this whole, like, <laughs> magical movie moment where she tells me that I come from, like, a long line of witches and that she's going to, like, lead me on my path. The next time I saw her, I asked her about the book. She, had, she didn't even remember it. Or so she cool. but But I was like, no. Um, but, yeah, uh, this had, like, a lot of different recipes for for certain things, um, mm-hmm. like magical purposes. And um, one time when we went to Jamaica, we were in a gift shop, and there just so happened to be a spell book there, <laughs> surprisingly, considering, like, Jamaica's a Christian nation. Like, in the airport, mm-hmm. they had, like, this spell book there. And I was like, oh, God, I wanted it. Um, <laughs> but my parents, you know, I was, like, a child. I was a, I was a small child. And it's probably for the best that I didn't dabble in anything, like, right then. But I had a yeah, small maybe. book of um, that talks about herbal remedies um, with like plants that are, that flourish in Jamaica, as well as like myths associated with them. Very very small book, and it was the same book was actually featured in Luke Cage because there's an there's a character she's um, she opens a holistic shop and she's like an herbalist, and um, I was so excited. I was so excited, especially because it was um, in there. I watched all of them. Yes, that, that exact same book. So she's like, you know, she has all these different reference books. And I'm like, uh-huh. I pause it. I'm like, 
look. So my boyfriend, I'm like, I have that same book. Oh my god! Like, I was, <laughs> I was cool. geeking. I was like, they That's did cool. their research, especially, be, and it's and it's relevant because um, she was working. There was this one. There's a villain in there. He's Jamaican, and he utilizes Obia to like strengthen his powers. Blah blah blah. Uh, I was so disappointed. Okay, so whenever I mention Obia, like, so Obia is traditional witchcraft associated, like, okay. that comes from Jamaica. Okay? okay. And I know a lot of people right now who are at this point, they're like, oh, like voodoo? And, sure. <laughs> or like, right. oh, it's the same thing as voodoo. Like, no, it's, it's really not. So here's going to be my rant. Um, Within, within the islands in particular, like, throughout the African diaspora, okay, like, basically throughout, like, regions where Black people were spread because of the slave trade, um, different forms of spiritual practices evolved with, like, different names. So there's, like, Palomayombe, there's Santeria, there's Voodoo, and Haitian Voodoo is different from New Orleans Voodoo, like, you, you, you just Google it, you guys, and, like, Obia... <laughs> A lot of people haven't really heard of Obia because it's up until recently, like it's it's been criminalized. Jamaica is like a primarily Christian nation. Okay. So if people are like talking about Obia, they if people aren't afraid of like that person putting roots on them or something like that, they'll most likely get killed if they're even suspected of practicing it. So there's very little like historical texts and references to because of that. Um, so, so just because they mention it, let alone if they were found out to be practicing, they could get killed on the spot just for even talking about it. Oh, like if they're if they're suspected of like working of working roots on someone, absolutely, because like all forms of like witchcraft, quote witchcraft unquote, is evil. Mm-hmm. <laughs> um. Ah, gotcha. Under the guise or the ideology of Christianity, that's yeah, the assumption because, that they're led to. Got it. Okay. Because, like, basically most of the islands, Jamaica was a colony. Jamaica was a British mm-hmm. colony. So, as a result, um, a lot of African spiritual traditions were, like, shunned and, um, you know, labeled as evil when the takeover happened. Interesting. So, and so now people are mentioning it in mainstream, you say? Not not so much. Like voodoo, yes, for sure. Hoodoo, um, right. there's even um, this song by Jadena called Sufi Woman that like all the witches, black witches, shout out to um, shout out to Daisy. You know who you are. Um <laughs> Sufi woman, it's basic, like, they're like lines, you know, like, oh, she can put a little spell on me, stuff like that, like, they're like, ooh, he's, like, into some, like, some black magic woman, yes, <laughs> all, like, like, all, like, all, all the girl, all the, all the black witchy women, they're just like, yes, he's, he's so for us, I have a chance, <laughs> it's so funny, um, but, uh, yeah, like more and more people, more and more black people have been um, looking into ancestral practices, um, just just at least for the sake of like getting in touch with their history, even if even if they don't necessarily practice themselves, because 
because of the slave trade, there's a lot of history lost. Like, again, my family's from Jamaica. Um, I can, my dad, thankfully, he was able to trace back on his mother's side, like my great, great, great grandmother. Like, so I have like ties to like India, as far as I know. Um, wow. A lot of, a lot of people who like their families have been here since, like we're, we're taken straight to America, like since slavery, their records end at like the 1800s or they can only go, they like, at least on their black side, um, a lot of people when they're looking at their trees, like the, like they can go super far back on like, you know, their, if it's like a slave owner who happened to have impregnated consensually or like non-consensually, you know, their great, great, great so-and-so. Like a lot of right. a lot of people who are looking into their roots, like it ends at like the eighteen hundreds. That's interesting because I just was watching some uh, documentary, and I think it was Tiffany Haddish who had said, you know, uh, the difference with with white people, black people is that um, most white people know where they come from, but black people don't have that luxury. Like they don't everything that they've had to experience, they made on their own. And so it makes sense. Like if all that information was lost during the time of slave trade, nobody documenting anything um, or putting anything down, or if it was, it was very few and far between and maybe like smaller families. Um, They would lose that kind of information, of course, over time, you know, it's it's not something that really can, you can say runs in the family because you really don't know. You don't have that that history. Exactly, that and like a lot of African call. spiritual traditions are very, very focused on um, ancestor veneration, um, acknowledging your ancestors, talking to your ancestors, connecting with them. Um, so a sense. lot of people are a lot of a lot of a lot of practitioners are trying to look into look back into their family tree, uh, not only to get to figure out like what spiritual path they should be on, but also just for the sake of like generational closure, I guess. Mm -hmm. And the thing is, there are so many people now who are like, who are practicing, who have been marketing themselves as, you know, practitioners of insert tradition here who are Mm non-black and Mm -hmm. just like adding all sorts of stuff to it to make it sound like more mysterious and things like that. But then whenever people who, like, belong to certain spiritual houses speak out about it, then it ends up being this, they end up, you know, silencing them, deleting their comments, stuff like that. Anything to to save face rather than really respecting and honoring their their grievances. Mm -hmm. So do you feel that these people who are not of color, do you feel that they should be doing these kind of practices? I'm not going to say that. I'm just going to say that people should question why. Like, is it just because, like, oh, this seems cool and I want to, or do you feel a genuine connection to it? I feel like everyone should do their best to look into their lineage and see why certain things, um, why certain things, like, draw them to why certain things are drawn to them and so on and so forth. Like, um, for example, 
there recently was was it the Daughters of the Moon Black Witch Convention, and it was like you know by and for black witches, and mm-hmm. there's this whole thing like all these people are like, oh well, like why can't we come? Why is it only for black witches? But a lot of times, whether we're going to a convention or a circle or even just a, a local spiritual shop, a lot of times women of color, particularly black women, we will either be ignored or followed just like, you know, your average high-end department store. They'll, you know, treat you, they'll treat you like a thief or ignore you or just otherwise other you. And it's very, very much a thing, especially for people who, um, who are practicing other, other paths. Other like non African like spiritual traditions, like say Wicca, mm-hmm. for example. That because every like, most, most people know Wicca, especially like with, with Charmed or at least OG Charmed. I refer to like classic Charmed as OG Charmed and then like the current Charmed <laughs> as Neo Charmed. So, yeah, yeah, okay. <laughs> that, that blows my mind that this still happens, like <clears throat> you know, any kind of judgment preconceived notion profiling you know before you even know somebody i mean let me just go out on a limb here and say that even being psychic and knowing people before i technically meet them i still with these abilities don't ever judge people or criticize or profile them um, before I meet them, even still with that extra awareness, like it doesn't matter. It, it blows my mind that this still is something that people experience. And, and uh, I, I think that why I like the spiritual community, even though there are different areas or sects of practice and maybe some of them do rely on a specific race. Um, you know, if, if voodoo or obia or whatever is done by, um, if, uh, what is one that's kind of more focused on the Latin community? Um, maybe. Uh, I can't. Okay. There we go. Perfect. Um, even still crossing all of that together at the root, what is this all doing? It's trying to get people to feel connection, to feel a connection with themselves, to feel a connection with other, and to figure out what's going on at our core, right? It's all acknowledging right. the existence of soul in some way, whichever, you know, whichever way it comes about. And essentially, it's all doing the same thing. And this is why I really like having a spiritual understanding or a practice is that it it allows you to blend and blur those lines and to show us all that at our core, we're the same essence, you know, we're the same soul experiencing things in a different color or flavor um, of life. And I think it's beautiful. Like when all these different energies can come together for a common core, a common purpose, uh, it just shows me personally that there's more to this than just what's on the surface of Anyone, anything, you know, there's always more to dig into. So, Bianca, for you, when when you first discovered, you know, that you had this uh, sort of draw to, like, um, herbs and, and kind of 
uh, I would say, you know, a little bit of magic interest. Um, what came first for you? Was it like this whole, you know, herbal cookbook that you found or tarot cards? Like what came first in your Oh, it was, def- your it was definitely opening. the idea of herbalism. Like I just wanted to like help and heal people and just, that's basically where it comes from. I mean, what's interesting is that a lot of women in my family on both sides um, belong to the medical field, whether they've, you know, worked in nursing homes or are RNs, things like that. I come from like basically a family of nurses. Not only that, but my middle name literally translates to healer. So <laughs> it's, just, cool. it's just a given that mm-hmm. I would wind up, you know, in a place where like, I just want to, I want to help people. Like I'm constantly giving people unsolicited advice. It's a disgusting habit. I'm sorry to those of you who know me, <laughs> but I just care. I just care about you and I want you to exist with as much ease as possible. Just know that. Right. That's all. Even though I'm, I'm butting my way into your life, I just do it because I care. <laughs> yeah, I'm basically like the aunt from Practical Magic. I'm just, I like to meddle. I mean, I don't like do spells on people like on their behalf without asking, of course, because mm-hmm. like, yeah, that's that's just not okay. But um, yeah, but like, hey, do you want me to make you an oil? This will help you sleep better and it'll make your hair look extra <laughs> shiny. It'll help prevent graves. It's multi-purpose. I, I let it sit under the I let it sit under the moonlight extra long. Like, I love here, that. It's it's such a a practical approach to uh, an ancient art and concept. You know, something that we've seen in human history for a long time, um, and it feels like it's almost becoming lost with the almost literal magic that we have with technology. You know, you can manifest something created on your phone and, and bring it to life. Uh, Like take a 3d printer, for example, you know, you can have an idea and print it right in front of you. That's like, that's like pretty much magical. Like 3d printers. It kind of reminds me of like, like an alchemist, like grid summoning circle, what Mm -hmm. have you. And what's even funnier is that like in chemistry, we, we had a product, a project where we had to do like um, a project based on like the periodic, based on an element from the periodic table. And I want to mm-hmm. get phosphorus, which was like, which was discovered by an alchemist from like dried urine. <laughs> so, okay. I, and, and um, that was like, uh, that they used phosphorus and like the, like the first matchsticks. And they have different mm-hmm. colors of phosphorus. So I like ended up like making like a giant model P with like different, like I just food colored a bunch of different um, matchsticks and like glued them together in the shape of a P and had it sitting like inside a like a, a makeshift transmutation circle <laughs> on like some, on some yellow paper to represent the fact that it came from urine. <laughs> <laughs> so like it's just it's just all coming together. I didn't do well in chemistry by far. But yeah, it just it just just came in through like little inklings here and there. What would be what would you say are the major differences between like studying collegiate uh chemistry versus like spiritual chemistry or alchemy? Oh gosh, I can't really say for sure because I took chemistry in high school. That was enough for me. 
One. It's quite intense. Two. Yeah. Two. I am not an alchemist in the sense that I that I actively study alchemy, although I would like to learn more about it because it exists. You know, never mm-hmm. stop learning, never stop seeking knowledge. Um, right. I'm always I'm always interested in. I I just love books. I love books in general. I have books on just unreasonable, like ridiculous subject matter. <laughs> the obscure to the relatable and regular. I and that's... I found a Twilight Zone collection of short stories at this oh, wow. collectible. It's great. It has these interesting illustrations. It's an almost mint condition. There was a guy he had like the same guy he had like uh caught like three books. Oh my gosh, what's the name of the author? But but they were engraved as like uh they were like Christmas gifts to someone from like nineteen seventeen. Like Merry Christmas, Christmas mm-hmm. nineteen whatever. And I'm mm-hmm. like, Oh my god, it's still intact. Oh my god, look at these pages and like the binding wow. and and the spine. Look at the foiling. <laughs> oh my god. Uh, and like my boyfriend's like, okay, books, and I'm like, you don't understand. Like it's so rare to see like, books, a whole set in this kind of condition. Uh. <laughs> Needless to say, you obviously like collecting books and acquiring knowledge. <laughs> if I had the space, oh, believe me, like I would have like an old school like library. I want a study with hidden hidden stairways and slides and stuff <laughs> hidden behind bookshelves. I want to have like the like you know those tables where like a, like a, like a like a slidey ladder and like an extended mm-hmm. ladder like like goes to nowhere. Just <laughs> <laughs> just I I want to have like all these like secret hidey holes that are that, that are actually like functional. Mhm. That's pretty cool. I love that vision. That's that's a that makes me feel like there's hidden knowledge everywhere. And that's like the point of a library, right? Of like having a exactly. collection. Everyone needs to go to, go to the library, get yourself a library card. They're free. Go to your local library. Everyone. <laughs> Sponsored and by your when city's we're, when local we're library. Done, when we're done, <laughs> when I tell you how to reach me, you better tell me, like, give me a book review. Tell me what book you enjoyed. Tell me if you if you got a DVD or something because you can like check out movies and stuff like that. I at, at one of our local libraries that I visited, they had a bunch of parody movies and they had one called Token. And the tagline oh was gosh. this this franchise has been taken or something like that. So it was like a parody of the Taken franchise. And I'm like, <laughs> oh god, I'm, t- I'm checking that out next. You will never know funny. what lovely surprises you're going to find at the library. That's true. Cherish them. That protect, is true. Protect them. Fund them. Libraries are important. <laughs> they are. I agree. Totally agree. This episode definitely brought to you by your city's local local libraries. Um, so speaking of kind of where you're at and your own abilities, what you've connected with, how have you found that your ability to read has evolved over time, you know, in the seven years that you've been doing it? Oh, gosh. So I went from reading the same person night after night over the same situation <laughs> to <laughs> to reading for people on, like, live streams all around the world uh, via 
computer, via um, mobile app. Uh, I, I actually started taking money doing readings for people in like different groups um, for like, like I started like with like five bucks and like I went up to like 15 because decks are expensive. Plus I was trying to save, you know, sure. phone bills, student loans. We got expensive hair products. I've got a giant Afro guys. Like my hair has needs. So <laughs> aside from my spiritual education and occasional perfume oils, you will be funding my Afro with every reading that you book, <laughs> that you book with me. So help us out. <clears throat> so you've gone from reading one person to multiple people, and that has inherently led you to kind of see what in your readings? Oh, gosh. Uh, I, I, I very much am a huge proponent of the law of attraction and you know like what you put out you'll get back but at the same time part of me doesn't want to believe that because I just happen to get some really desperate people sometimes um, usually asking about the same kind of situation over and over again so I feel like I'm not really getting like I'm not really being tested or at least on mm-hmm. specific platforms I get certain types of people come to me uh, on this one particular trash one, you know the one I'm talking about. If you're a reader, you know exactly which one I'm talking about. That's like a live stream one. Um, I've gotten <laughs> people reaching out to me for sexual favors, asking me to align their chakras, or in particular Hold their on, root chakras, and mm-hmm. stuff like that. So I'm just like, no, this, I just want to help people, but not that way. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, it gets, a little, it gets a little diluted. So how have you been able to find more uh, professional means, you know, to, to, to read for others instead of getting stuck in that whole realm of the industry? Well, honestly, avoiding that particular platform, for one. Mm-hmm. Um, two... I've been doing more in-person events, like um, I'm going to be doing this, like I said, I live in the Southwest Florida area, so um, I'm going to be reading at Cape Coral Yacht Club uh, for their Sunset Celebration. It's the first Wednesday of every month from 3 to 7. So if you're in the area, you can get a reading from me there. Just look for a purple tent, probably some obnoxious fossils, usually (laughs) egg-shaped. Some world music, tall black woman, you, you really can't miss me. I think I'm like, I was like one of, I, yeah, the other the other black lady that was there was wearing a headscarf. So, yeah, you can't miss me. <laughs> um, I think the telltale yeah, sign like, would be the hair, right? Yeah, reading, reading for people in person is just like a whole other dynamic, and I love it so, so, so much. Just being able to interact with people directly um, a lot of times people have this certain preconceived notion of like what being a psychic is or should be depending on certain platforms, like certain, certain platforms, like if you get accepted, they will tell you how to act. They will, they will say like, Oh, do this or say this to make people like hang on to your every word. And basically just to be like mysterious and, obscure and 
stuff like that to, to mesmerize really. people. And I just and I just try to yeah. speak plainly and make things uh, understandable, which has cost me money, obviously, because the more you talk and the the more that you fluff things up, the more people are going to be like, "What does it mean? Tell me more." That's, That's true. Like, all right, guys, here's what you need to know. Magic Spinny Rock said, by, by Magic <laughs> Spinny Rock, I mean my, my pendulum that, I, that I've just been working with. I, mm. I've also just recently started experimenting more with pendulums, but I'm just like, Magic Spinny Rock said, et cetera, et cetera, et cetera. Interesting. So now that you have found that you like doing these readings, in person, what is, and, and honestly, in whatever capacity, what's the process that you take when you're connecting with clients to give them a reading? Like, is there a ritual? Is there a procedure? You know, what well, do you do to connect? I, it honestly, it really, really depends. Because I'm so used to doing uh, readings online and mobile, like in my own space, it honestly varies. It also varies depending on which space that I'm in. Like at home, I would normally cleanse myself, like, you know, um, either the top of my head, the back of my neck, where there's like a lot of tension generally just from life, as well as, you know, spiritually speaking. With Florida water, I will um, set up candles with different oils for different intentions, uh, corresponding incense sticks. Y'all, Hem brand, H-E-M, not sponsored, by the way. <laughs> Hem brand, incense, fast luck, can confirm, is pretty great. Will we'll definitely help you help you get into alignment to get that coin, if need be. Just letting you know that right <laughs> now. Um, <laughs> uh, so usually I'll like, do that. I'll put on like certain perfume walls. Like, I love... I love like working with perfume oils, essential oils, and will like you know blend a concoction just so that I'll you know inhale that and get into like a certain mind space. It's very much like a sensual experience, like sensual than dealing with the senses, not just exclusively sexual. Although I'm sure many a reader will admit to you, if they don't have to see you and like face to face, they're usually in some state of undress. Usually they're pajamas, sometimes beady pajamas. In my case, I love beady pajamas, y'all. <laughs> I want to be comfy. Right. You got to be in the right space, right? You know, to be able to read and connect, you got to be grounded, feel comfortable, feel normal. Yeah, I try my best, but sometimes, no matter what, people just want to start mess with you. Like, um, like on this that one particular streaming platform, I've had people respond to me differently based on, um how I wear my hair. Like if it's pulled back, I don't really get as much crap. If mm-hmm. I wear it out, I get like, you know, black lives matter, like black people are trapped, you know, like just disrespectful stuff about black people. One time I had my hair in cornrows and I was wearing dark lipstick and it just so happened to be my boyfriend of mine's anniversary. Like he had just given me a bouquet of flowers and he like called me um, some like an angry uh, lesbian or something like that because I guess I was giving off heavy butch energy or something. I don't know. Oh, my gosh. So people people definitely respond to you 
differently based on their own preconceived notions about you, no matter no matter what. Absolutely, they do. You know, I, I often tell people the way in which you have relation with another person, whether it's a random person or somebody that you know intimately, it directly reflects what's going on within themselves. And then, of course, you know, that energy getting projected onto you, however you react to it, um, you know, that says everything about where you're at as well. Have you, I mean, obviously it hasn't been enough for you to be bothered to not give readings and connect. Um, How has it affected you? Oh, gosh. I usually just get annoyed and hit him with facts. Like someone's like, black people are dumb. And I'm just like, actually, one of our leading astrophysicists, Neil deGrasse Tyson, is a black man. Mm-hmm. Black people, like, do black lives matter? I'm like, actually, yes, they do. If it wasn't for Henry Lacks, they wouldn't have um, treatments for sickle cell. So, yeah, black lives do matter. You know, just hit them with the facts, and, like, they'll usually shut up and go away. Yeah. Just, I think, you know. I've, I've, learned, to deal, I've learned to deal with trolls with, um, ideally, grace, because... I can't, I can't curse them out. And what, what good will that do? I'm very much about conserving my energy, protecting my energy because it just, we only have so much time here on earth, whether it's, you know, whether you believe in reincarnation or not, you know, we only have so much time in this, in this life, in this form, in this space. Mm -hmm. So just do what you can to make life easier for yourself and just minimize minimize conflict just cut out whatever doesn't serve you i'm very much about just um you know clearing cleansing just protective stuff like i'll use um like frankincense a lot just to like draw in good keep out the bad you know cleansing baths even if it's just like a like a foot soak because it's just like clearing way for like me to walk in abundance whether symbolically or literally like I've used mm-hmm. herbs like five finger grass and stuff like that and like a foot bath um, and it usually smells absolutely delightful not that I necessarily <laughs> want anyone sniffing my feet although I'm sure plenty of people would pay for it <laughs> <laughs> as, as I've been made aware <laughs> thanks to <Right>. <laughs> <laughs> um, you know they like they're I'm just very much about spiritual and energetic maintenance through like everyday things. Um, Like lately I've just been, I've just been feeling the need to headscarf myself and like traditionally, especially in like African spiritual traditions, people were like, will like, you know, wear headscarves to sort of more or less protect their aura, their crown, I guess Mm -hmm. you would say. Mm Mm-hmm. So now you feel it, it relates to you and where you're at right now. It just feels right. Definitely. Definitely. Cool. Well, that's that's definitely the point. You know, you find what vibrates with you. You take on that energy and keep moving forward with it. If it changes, it changes. And that's the biggest thing. Allow a transition to happen. You know, don't don't resist it, especially if you're afraid of it. Just go with what is flowing towards you. If it just so happens that you are flowing towards a library, well, you might run into Bianca there, and she might have her cards with her. So bring your attention. I've taken to, like, carrying at least, like, one or two small decks with me on the regular because people, (laughs) I'll mention it, and then they're like, oh, do you have your cards with you? And and there have been moments where I've just been like, uh, no. 
No, so sorry, I forgot them. Yeah. Um, <laughs> it's probably oh, one of those day, people there's... that has that psychic smell. <laughs> yeah, there's there's a there's a moment with um this woman that I became acquainted with. Uh, she had been saying, you know, like multiple times, like the few hours that I'd been with her that day, she's like, yeah, I've been meaning to get my cards read. I I, I need to get my cards read. And then her friends like. Just, just do it then. And I'm like, yo, I have cards. Like, I can reach you right now. Like, I'm here. If you want to do that, <laughs> I can reach you right now. And, you know, just basically like, you know, you might as well just do it. Did you do it? Yeah. And <laughs> I feel like we both, we both benefited from it, I feel. Good. Well, speaking of readings, we've got some callers here waiting patiently in the switchboard, so I want to divert our attention uh, to them and start taking some calls. Um, but before I do, what is your ultimate goal when working with clients? What do you want them to walk away from a session with with you? I just want them to be uplifted and motivated to be their best self, essentially. I want to directly or indirectly give them tools, ideas to move forward and, you know, live long and prosper, essentially. Yes, I reference Star Trek. (laughs) I'm sure there are a whole group of people that get that. Um, Yeah, so excited. (laughs) (laughs) So is there, for those that are tuning in, you know, do you have a specialty? Is there something that you feel more specifically skilled at um, when you do read for others? Obviously, you use tarot, um, but do you have a specialty with what you connect with or that you even like to connect with? I just feel like I do best at giving people practical life advice overall. Um, I have more experience in love readings because people mostly come to psychics in general with love readings. (laughs) So I wouldn't say that I specialize in it. It's just like I have no choice but to specialize in it. you know? Right. Right. Yeah. Absolutely. Well, that's good because like you said, that's the majority of the questions, you know, that do come through. So being good at that, you know, I think it, it allows you to go far. Uh, So let's bring our attention to the callers here. Uh, I'm going to bring you on uh, in the order in which you called in and I will call you out by your area code uh, and then I'll bring you online. For those of you that are listening online, perhaps on a computer, tablet, phone, wherever, um, if you want a chance at getting a reading, call in. Uh, the number is 347-308-8788. Um, we'll try to get to as many calls as we can. Um, let's leave out any medical or legal stuff. Um, you know, I am not uh, any kind of litigation professional or medical professional of the healing arts. I'm just a clinical and transpersonal hypnotherapist, um, but not any kind of nurse or doctor practicing. Uh, So let's keep those questions kind of away from the call today and everything else will be good to go. So everyone, just real quick, if you can, if you're in the space to be able to do so, go ahead, close your eyes. Let's all take a nice deep breath in together in through the nose. Hold the breath briefly and exhale. Allow yourself to feel grounded and in present moment right here, right now. Okay, 
So we're going to go to our first caller. Bianca, are you ready? I guess. <laughs> <laughs> yes. Is there yes, anything I'm, that... I'm completely and utterly prepared. I'm a master at everything. Please come to me. <laughs> oh, well, <laughs> there we go. <laughs> there we go. She's ready. So y'all can just uh, ask whatever you need to here. All right. So we're going to bring on our first caller. Uh, thank you again for waiting patiently. That's going to be area code... 239. 239, you're live and on the air. Please tell us your name and where you're calling from today. Hi, Brandon. This is Lynn. Thank you for taking my call. Hi, Bianca. You're welcome. Hi. Hi, Lynn. Um, How can we help you? Hi. Yeah, um, I'm ready for uh, some new changes, and I'd like to ask um, if you all pick up anything coming in for me. Okay, so I may consult two different decks. Right now I'm shuffling the Doran Virtue Angel Tarot. Oh, hello. Some cards kind of just flew out. <laughs> so what's interesting is that we've got the Hermit Reversed and King of Earth Reversed. So how I view reversals as um, sort of like blockages, like things that might need to be overcome or addressed. So with the Hermit, it's usually depicting like an old wizardy type, kind of like Gandalf or um, Dumbledore, and speaks of taking time to meditate, to really um, do some learning, to do some studying, to, um, like, I, like I've been saying the entire time, like never stop learning. Um, but yeah. with it being reversed, it can also speak of you needing to literally get out more, to um, expose yourself to new things directly, like finding uh, different events, clubs, things like that. Like um, yeah. like a lot of times I'll see events on Facebook and I'm like, oh yeah, I should totally check that out. And usually I'm like very, very glad that I did. Um, King of Earth Reverse, usually it speaks of a gentleman or a masculine energy because we carry both in us. Um Who's very, very, who's very well established, and again, I'm an earth sign. Oh, I'm a Capricorn earth sign. Yeah. Nice, nice, nice. So I feel like now is the time to really, really um, step out there. Like whether it's in a literal forest or some kind of some kind of outdoor event. I feel like it's some kind of outdoor event. I love that. Yeah, like um, I just pulled some more cards from the Illuminated Tarot. This is a lovely playing card style tarot deck, so it kind of condenses um, the major arcana and minor arcana into a playing card style. So I got Temperance reversed. This deck is the two of hearts, the Fool, which is the Joker in this deck, and then the Ace of Diamonds, which is the world in this deck. Mm. So with Temperance Reverse, it also speaks of needing to make sure that there's balance in your relationships, that you're getting what serves you. And with this particular illustration, the water that's flowing between the two cups, like um, you're pouring water into one cup and back and forth, the water is green, which is associated with prosperity and again, earth. Oh. Um, which has to do with like long, long-term financial long-term goals, um, finance, prosperity, growth, fertility. So 
I feel like this is definitely saying to reach out. Don't be, don't be a hermit in reverse. Don't like hide yourself away. Be open to learning, be open to um, expanding your relationships, but also making sure that you're very conscious and mindful. Like you have like a direct intention when it comes to meeting people. Um, Okay. The the pool um, usually represents optimism, new beginnings, new starts, which is absolutely fantastic. And then you have the Ace of Diamonds, the world, which has to do with peace, travel. So basically, Mm. get out there, explore the world, make some friends. And I love it. Just just do that with a with a conscious intention. Just like set the intention before you set out on your day. Like I want to do this with my day, and I will meet people that will put me in alignment with with my with my search for whatever it is that day. So I want to add to this here. I want to add to this here, Lynn. Um, When I'm connected with your energy, I feel there, it's like you're in the middle of a a transition right now. And I specifically keep feeling like finally some of the things that were like the roots that have quote unquote died or dead and they're finally getting cut off. And I feel you really starting to, the biggest feeling I feel is you really starting to not only believe in yourself, but develop a stronger sense of, of this self-contained love. And it feels like your own personal roots, your own definition is growing even deeper uh, at this time. I feel like there is a sense of you being okay with um, just kind of, who you are and where you are more than you have, I think, in your whole life. And it's in this state of acceptance that I keep being shown that you are literally creating this space of being, I know this sounds intense, but like an amazing manifester. I keep feeling you. Wow. The more that you tune into yourself and the more that you keep digging within and you're, you're, you're digging those roots in, like I had said, you're coming to find that you have a really close connection between what you imagine and what you can make physically happen in the life around you. Exactly. And it's because yeah. of that. Don't self- limit yourself. Yeah. Essentially, yeah. don't limit yourself. Absolutely. Absolutely not. Uh, limiting yourself is going to, you know, keep you boxed in like you were, you know, 10, 20 years ago. Um, You've just got to literally other people. put yourself, you just got to literally put yourself in the space that you want to be, whether it's like a mental space or a physical space. Okay. Like, um, kind of, I always yeah. use the, I always use the, um, you know, the reference, like acting as if or dressing for the job you want, basically. Yeah. Whatever, whatever yeah. it is that you want to achieve, like surround yourself by things that represent it. Like, even if it's like something is like as simple as like a vision board or people oh, yeah. often. People I have often, that. You know, they'll, they'll, <laughs> yeah. See? Yeah. See, she's into Yeah. Yeah. So, Keep doing what you're doing, but expand on it. Okay. Essentially, expand on it. Fantastic. Absolutely. Keep looking at things that help manifest. Um, you're gonna find an attraction to them. You're gonna see how they work for you. It's it, it's gonna be a, a beautiful interpersonal relationship that you have with yourself and the outside world. It's going to essentially become one. And as you see that, the easier things will start manifesting for you. And it's like, literally, I I can't even tell you anything specific that I see opening up because I keep being shown that it's so broad, but more specifically that it does depend on you. You literally get to create it 
you more than most people have an active connection between the creation of your life um, and where you feel you are in yourself. So I think as you kind of finalize that, that transition that we had talked about and the ending and total um, disconnection there, I think you're going to see exactly what Bianca and I are talking about really open up in your life. So enjoy this process, you know, just like she said, just like Bianca said, enjoy it, you know, put yourself in, in fun situations and things that may be different. Um, I think you're going to be honestly pleasantly surprised at what you can create. Oh, I think so too. Fantastic. Thank you. I appreciate you guys. Thank you. You're welcome. Thank you. Thank you. Thank you for calling. Bye-bye. Thank you. Bye-bye. What a beautiful energy. I love connecting with her. She has, I mean, just the way that you and I were both tapping into this sense of her creating her life. It just gives me, when I'm connected with her, it just gave me this like magical feeling um, of like, you know, somebody that has been suppressed or, or dormant or, you know, that's like that employee that nobody ever recognizes their potential. And then all of a sudden, you know, exactly. they, they come through and own exactly. the business all of a sudden <laughs> mm-hmm. has that vibe to it. I think sometimes that's like one of the missing pieces is to remember to believe in yourself, you know, and to not let other people take away your power. That's so very... funny. So like when you're talking about the employee, like not being recognized, I immediately thought back to the King of Earth card. So I was shuffling this other deck and the King archetype card flew out, which is to channel your inner King <laughs> archetype. The King possesses the ability to be direct, assertive, disciplined, and has unwavering confidence as a strong and powerful leader. The decision maker, you know, tap into the archetype to assist you in your business as you move forward towards your goals for success. It's all there. Awesome. Look at that. I think when things like that happen, I mean, come on, is it coincidence or is it you know, something else going on? So multiple sources to the same energy. Oh, man. All right, let me see if I can fix it. Uh, Hang on. The connection is too strong. <laughs> How about now? Is it better? It's still it's still fuzzy and echoey a little bit. Still a little fuzzy, still echoey. Come on, come on, blog talk radio. Give me some good stuff. All right, all right. Yeah, this, is what this is what you're warning me about. I did, I did, I did warn you. Can you hear me? Can you hear me okay now? Uh, it's still a bit iffy. Okay, okay. So if I tell you, I tell you that I'm going to bring down the caller, can you hear that? Yeah, I can hear that. Okay, okay. So I'm going to bring down the caller, caller. I'm having to connect with them while I fix my mic. Got it. All right, so three, two, three. You are live, live in air. You can repeat that. Three, two, three. Three, two, three. Got it. Thank you. Hi. Hello. Hi, Yvette. Hi. Hello, I can hear Yvette. you well. Um, hi. So, how may I help you this lovely evening? Well, I love, I love, 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 love reading. Oh, okay. I got you. 
So what's your, cool. what is your question? Yeah. Is it just a general love reading? Or yeah, is yeah, it's general. I don't, you know, I'm, obviously I'm curious. I'm excited. I'm, lo- I'm not out there looking. Uh, I've had some prototypes, if you want to call it that. So I'm, I feel like on some level I'm being prepared and, like, ready to, like, move to the next level with an amazing, amazing man. Lovely. Got to level up. Okay. And that's the thing. Um, earlier when we were talking about, uh, like, at the very, very beginning when he was, like, doing his intro, he was talking about this being, like, a transition, transitory period for the most part, going from Libra to Scorpio. Libra is very much, like, you know, the rational decision maker, whereas um, Scorpio is all about, like, intense romantic slash sexual energy. So I'm not surprised. This is, like, literally what they call cuffing season. So... I'm not surprised that you're in that state of mind right now. Yeah, and also, like, you, yeah, and every does, thing does feel like, uh, the best way I could describe it is, like, you're in, like, the transitory, like, you're in the space, but you feel like things are cooking, things are happening, but it just hasn't settled yet. Mm-hmm. Okay, wow. Okay, wow. So we've got pretty much, this is insane, we've got pretty much all, like, air and sword cards. So I consulted with the same two decks as I did with uh, the first caller, the uh, Angel Tarot and the Illuminated Tarot. So the first three cards that I got were Ten of Air, King of Air, and the Sun. So with Ten of Air, it speaks of a difficult situation, overcoming that, like needing to overcome something, um, possibly some sort of like long-standing belief you may have had about about men, about love, just like something that you might have held on to that's not serving you, or at least you getting through that. And directly below it, I have the um, judgment card, or yeah, the judgment card, which is a crowing rooster, ten of swords. Oh my God, so it's ten of air and ten of air, like directly beneath each other. That's creepy. Um, So basically, this is like mirroring the same energy of a major wake-up call of um, you really... just coming into coming into like this awakening about a certain viewpoint that you've had when it comes to love. And then like underneath King of Air, which talks about speaking your mind with confidence, I feel like this is the kind of guy that either you've been involved with in the past or may encounter in the future. I feel like this guy may be a little just a little bit cocky, not necessarily like a jerk but like just a little bit cocky kind of talks a little bit much mm-hmm. um but what's interesting is the death card is right underneath it and for those of you who don't know death isn't bad death literally <laughs> means rebirth okay like mm-hmm. in this particular mm-hmm. deck i love this illustration because it shows a skull with flowers sprouting like through and around it so it's um basically speaking of rebirth uh like a change from within. And then we have the mm-hmm. sun, which speaks of happy outcomes, but also having confidence in yourself. But then below that, we have the hangman reversed. So mm-hmm. it's interesting that we have judgment, which is like a wake up call, and then the hangman reversed. With the hangman reversed, 
it usually represents like if you look at the traditional depiction of the hangman, it's a guy blindfolded hanging from his ankle mm-hmm. from a tree. Like that's not a situation that he willingly put himself in. But it's a situation usually outside of your control that forces you to really think about um, the way things were done, um, actions you might have taken or should or should have or shouldn't have taken. So there's something when it comes to when it comes to love that's going to happen in the near future that will force you to really what's the word rethink the way you think about approaching relationships as a whole. This is so interesting you say that, Bianca. Um, I'm going to add to that here in just a moment, Yvette. But uh, we're about to actually go live. Uh, uh, live off-air is about to end. So if you want to finish listening into the show, give us a call, 347-308-8788. Um, also, if you could, uh, Bianca, tell people where they could find you if they want to get in touch with you or contact you for uh, All right. a personal so reading. Got it. So it's in the process of... Um, being developed, but my website will be theobsidiancorona.com. You can also email me at theobsidiancorona13 at gmail.com. Um, if you search Lady Jagger X3, you can find me on different uh, psychic platforms. So it's Lady Like Gaga, Jagger Like Mick Jagger, or Moves Like Jagger, my unofficial theme song. <laughs> X, the number three um, on different psychic hotline platforms, what have you. Just If you just search Lady Jagger X3, you can find me pretty much anywhere. I'm also Lady Jagger X3 on Battle.net, so if you want to play Hearthstone with me on there, Lady Jagger X3, town sign, I think it's 1970 or something like that. Awesome. Perfect. All right. So, Yvette, uh, the last thing that Bianca had said... Um, it was about coming into new. What was the exact words that you said, Bianca? Do you remember? It was like coming into like new re- realizations uh, or something. Looking, looking, having a new viewpoint on like how you how you approach relationships or something like that. So when I'm tapped into just in general your energy of it and like what's going on in your love life the very first thing that I see is that there are going to be quote unquote new. Uh, personal developments and specifically what I see is you engaged in conversation with people that there are conversations you have not had that you've not had with others before. I keep seeing uh, spiritual concepts being talked about between you and others. And when I'm specifically shown the energy of the person that you are going to connect with in a relationship, I'm being shown something so similar because as soon as Bianca was saying this, I was just over here trying to hold my mouth so I didn't make too much noise, but it was like dead on. It is somebody who kind of has a, I'm getting like a a, a little bit of hot air, like they may have Mm -hmm. a false or idealized sense of self. So really there's, there's a bit of ego, but what I keep being shown is that they're also man, this really is the episode of transition. They're also Mm -hmm. in a a transition of opening up. It does feel like to be in light of you and your energy because it feels like, and I can almost hear them say this verbatim to you, that you make them feel as if they're going from being cloudy to understanding. Like they, it's like you clear their eyes or something, you clear their vision. And so 
it's in light of these deeper conversations, you know, coming up with the, the, the groundwork, that foundation of, of your connection by communication, talking about those deeper things, you know, really being able to open them up in connection with you and the other person. So I do feel like, um, Bianca and I are tapping into the exact same energy of this person. Uh, I do feel it kind of reminds me a little bit. I can't say for certain, but it reminds me of an Aquarian energy. Um, so I feel like this person could be Aquarius or possibly just an air sign of some kind. Um, but it does seem like conversation is going to be big between the two of you. Uh, spiritual understanding or foundation will be big as well. And you'll immediately sense that sort of emotional bonding right away based on the fact that the two of you may be closed off to each other um, at an initial moment. So like upon first meeting, you know, there might be like walls up, you're not sure about the other. And then all of a sudden it, it just kind of breaks open um, by way of that conversation. Uh, so yeah, we're just I think when the death part comes in. Absolutely. Absolutely. I think it, it speaks is, on. The is interesting. The part that's interesting is that, obviously, I wouldn't put up with any crap, and, nor would I take, like, an, an egotist, you know what I mean? So it's kind of mm-hmm. funny to hear that he could possibly be, like, you know, a little bit arrogant and cockiness is, or confidence is one thing, being, like, completely a, a dick is another, you know? <laughs> like, like I said, he may not necessarily be, like, an outright jerk, because, like, there are some people who are, like, very, right. very cocky without being yes. mean about it. Right. Like without necessarily like walking all over you, but like they talk a lot of crap and don't necessarily mm-hmm. back it up, or you know they don't like to necessarily listen to advice. Like that kind of guy. Got he's it. not necessarily like a bad person. He just kind of like like writes checks that his mouth can't cash. <laughs> <laughs> Yikes. <laughs> What's beautiful though is that I do feel that transition. I think that's also. Uh, you can correct me if I'm wrong, Bianca, but I feel like that's what the death card is kind of bringing up as well, is that there is going to be some sense of transformation in this relationship between you. And I think going through... Both of them for sure. Yeah, absolutely. And going through that change together, it like creates this bond that feels very, very solid. And we all know if you go through an intense experience with someone, you tend to feel closer to them anyways. Um, so I think it's that sense of understanding that rapport of, and camaraderie that develops between the two of you, it feels very, very in balance. Uh, so definitely keep well, your eye good. out for that energy. Um, don't be turned off right away. You know, if somebody seems a little strange, give them a moment to, you know, let okay. them show themselves to you. Well, thank you for the insight. I really appreciate it. You're, You're welcome. welcome. Thanks, Thanks for calling. For calling. In that. Yeah, I love your show. I don't listen to it all the time, but when I can, I do. Thank you. Aw, that's so sweet. Thank you. I'm glad to have you here. Well, come back in and check up yes. with me. Tell me when you meet this person. I want to know. <laughs> Absolutely. I mean, I all right. call you because you're amazing. Thank you. Aw, you're so sweet. Thank you, cool. Yvette. Thanks, guys. Have a good night. You, you too. Bye-bye. Bye. Oh, so like her energy. She must be from New York or somewhere. I can't remember where she said she was from because I was trying to fix my mic. Yeah. All right. Let's see. Let's take, what do you think? We can do one more? We can do one more I call? I think so. All yeah. Right. Let's do one more here. Um, keep in mind, we're probably going to go off air in about uh, seven I minutes. minutes. I think it kind of cuts off. Um, yeah. Let's just keep that in mind. All right. Uh, we're going to go to area code. Drum roll, please. 
914, you're live and on the air. Please tell us your name and where you're calling from. Hi, my name is Katie and I'm calling from New York. Thank you so much for taking my call. Oh, you're welcome, well, thank Katie. You for thank tuning you. In. And see, there's a New Yorker. <laughs> <laughs> there it is. I knew it was coming. There's a New Yorker. <laughs> How can we help you, Katie? Um, I was wondering, I have this project. Um, it's a work project and I'm reaching out to a man and a woman. Um, mm-hmm. The woman's name starts with the letter S and the man's name starts with the letter D. I was wondering if you see either one of them or even both working with me on it. Well, I see a very strong yes. Ooh. Okay. So first and foremost, the first, like I, I pulled King of Water. So I feel like this, the gentleman will definitely be open to um, collaborating with you, uh, like sharing advice, things like that. Um, he's definitely the more open-minded one. Uh, Six of Air shows the end of a difficult situation. And then we have the Dreamer card, the Fool in this deck, talks about unexpected opportunities. Now, what's Ooh. interesting is that we ended up getting the King of Earth, Awakening, which is the Hanged Man in this deck, and then the Chariot. So with the King of Earth, this this time it's, it also it also came up reverse. I feel as though um, business move business moves might be a little bit slow. It might be like slower than expected, but they will work out. Um, with the Awakening or Hangman card reverse, you might need to look at things from a different perspective when it comes to. Um, how you approach strategies or um, even how you engage like business meetings. I feel like there might be some sort of communication delay. Um, Like a lot of times, like a lot of times with certain jobs or certain projects, you might end up like playing like phone tag or email tag, you know? Um, I mean, even at the end of this month, like Halloween is the beginning of Mercury retrograde again. So just like keep an eye out for that, depending on like when exactly you're planning on engaging in those projects. Make sure that you, like, you know, back up any important um, plans, things like that. Um, we've got Seven of Earth Averse, which speaks of um, unnecessary worry. So with this, it literally shows, like, a happy tree with some, like, fairies around it, um, like this happy old tree. Like, he's secure, he's established, he's rooted. But with it being reversed, I feel like it's just saying, like, not to be, like, a worry wart, like, to just double double check your stuff. But don't be too necessarily panicky about it. Um, three of air speaks of like taking time to heal. Like air is a air has to do with communication and um, just taking time to really take a moment to meditate. Just check in with yourself, um, especially if you're like prone to like moments of anxiety. Just like check in and figure out like why you're feeling the way that you're feeling when it comes to um, certain out al- certain elements of the project um, so that it doesn't come up in an, uh, in an inconvenient moment. But yeah. 10 of earth this is the very last card and it speaks of financial security, like right then and there. So I feel like this business development will work out very well for you. Just don't stress out too much. Yeah. Check in with yourself. 
back up all your plans, just like basically everything they would have told you in school, like back up everything on like a flash drive, what have you. Um, make sure that you document everything. Just make sure that you're that you're always prepared. And if you're stressed out, figure out what it is and deal with it right then instead of letting it build up. Right. Oh, wow. So I want to add here, Katie, real quick. Um, when I'm oh. tapped in between uh, the S person and the D person, uh, I definitely feel the S. Uh, it feels... What, I, what I'm being shown is that this is the quote-unquote unlocking of opportunity. Um, this is what this is the person that's able to really open everything up. Uh, I see multiple waves of of energy kind of coming through the source with this person and what is created, you know, with them being a part of the project. And so essentially what that means is that there's going to be uh, different actions, uh, windfalls, uh, different experiences that do get to reverberate out from the project. So that means it does make physical um, and maybe even emotional impacts uh, with people. The one thing that I do keep feeling for you to pay attention to right now, and it, it's very much in line with what Bianca is saying, is uh, I'm being shown that you definitely need to keep things stable and solid right now. I do feel like uh, there may be a little bit of unbalance with I'm, it's not necessarily somebody else's energy, but it just feels like an outside influence um, on the project itself, creating confusion for you. And it feels like it's, it's altering you from your own personal path. And what I keep being shown is for you to remember the mission, the core mission, the core understanding, and allow that to be anchored like right now. Um, make sure that it stays solid. Make sure all your definitions are clear. And that way, it's not going to be thrown around, you know, by anybody else. No other influence is going to push it exactly. um, away from the original idea. Wow. Even the chariot, it, it literally mentions like self-discipline and uh, public recognition, which is in line with what you were saying. And the awakening hangman card being, um, being reversed. It definitely speaks of um, possible outside influences, basically just like outside um, influences or forces affecting your uh, interactions with with the world um, in terms of your business. That's so um, accurate because what I feel that means is um, there's a woman that um, told me she did want to work with it, and um, I don't know, I really don't like her energy, so what I was trying to do... I'm sorry? Trust your vibe. Yeah, yeah, I was planning, um, you know, to tell her to go so I could make room for these two other people. So that's really, that's really stunning that you, I didn't even mention that person, and you both picked up on that. That's really, really amazing. I I always like to say, you know, when things like that happen, um, and especially from sources that don't know anything about the situation, it's not at this point, it's not coincidental, you know, uh, right. Bianca and I are in two different parts of the world, you know, we're not yeah. only here on the radio and it's like, wow, when people can pick up on information like that, um, it's probably trying to tell you something and not to mention that it's kind of validating and confirming what your gut is telling you to, it, it feels pretty, uh, pretty solid, uh, that you can kind of take that to the bank here. Awesome. Wow. Oh, thank you both so much. God bless you You're both. You're very so welcome. Amazing. 
Blessings to you as well, my dear. Thank, Thank you. you for calling in, Katie. Thank you. Have really a good day. Amazing. Take care. Bye-bye. No. Always so grateful to help. My gosh, this work is so humbling for me. This it's, is why this is why I do what I do. Right. It's it's so it's so rewarding to be able one not to only just help people, but two to see this kind of um quote unquote skill or ability in action. You know, I I say it with quotes because Sure, you know, yeah, we all have different skills and abilities and things that come naturally easier for us than others, but it is inherently something that we all have. You know, we all have a, an ability to be able to tap into energy. Um, again, some people are just better or more skilled naturally than others, but it can be learned. And, you know, you too can connect to energy. You, Those people listening out there... Um, Start following feelings. It really is that simple. Start following Absolutely. the feelings, the hunches, the, the premonitions, the gut pulls, whatever it is. When you follow that, you start to enable an interconnected relationship with the, the higher, not even the higher, but the, the essence of yourself, the soul, the, the, the part of yourself that is connected to all that is. And when you do that, when you develop that relationship, you inherently say, oh, I, I trust you. I trust that part of myself. I trust this feeling. Yeah, I trust you... myself. And exactly. that's the thing. Like a lot, of, a lot of people who often come to us don't necessarily trust themselves. So that I just want other people, because usually I'm just saying something that they already know at that point. It's right. just, it's, it usually winds up being a confirmation, like very much like um, the two ladies that we read for tonight. So I just always encourage people to really, really trust themselves because they already know what to do. And that's that validation, um, you know, that I think a lot of people are looking for, but I'm happy to provide it and, you know, help them see that they really were right, you know, all along that they were connected. So beautiful readings. Thank you, Bianca, uh, for being here. Thank you for sharing your, your own gifts and card reading with us. Um, you have a lot of wisdom to offer. Uh, so thank you uh, for sharing that. And many thanks to you as well. Thank you. You're very welcome. Well, again, uh, if you want to get in touch with Bianca, you can just keep up to date with her website, theobsidiancorona.com, or the few other ways that she mentioned that you are able to get in touch with her. If you want to get in touch with me, Brandon Hauser, the Dream Teacher, just go to thedreamteacher.com, www.dreamteacher.com. You'll be able to connect through there. You can contact me, book readings, um, keep up with the show, etc. Thank you all again, past, present, and future listeners, for tuning in. Um, we'll be doing another show, I believe, next week. There might be a show popping up randomly this week. Um, so if it does, this is a perfect reason why you should subscribe to the RSS feed here on Blog Talk Radio. Um, or now we're on iTunes. We're on iTunes and Google Podcasts. You can subscribe there and stay up to date on what's going on. You'll be notified of the new shows coming out. But if you want to know about future shows, subscribe here on Blog Talk Radio. Just click that subscribe button on the profile page, blogtalkradio.com slash thedreamteacher. Uh, again, thank you all for tuning in. Uh, I look forward to connecting with you all in the future. Be well, everyone. Bye.
Hey guys, it is Ryan. I'm not sure if you know this about me, but I'm a bit of a fun fanatic when I can. I like to work, but I like fun too. It's a thing. And now the truth is out there. I can tell you about my favorite place to have fun. Chumba Casino. They have hundreds of social casino style games to choose from with new games released each week. You can play for free anytime, anywhere And each day brings a new chance to collect daily bonuses. So join me in the fun. Sign up now at ChumbaCasino.com. No purchase necessary. VTW. Void. We're prohibited by law. See terms and conditions. 18 plus.